conspiracy theories, eh? Wait till you get a load of this. Hello, and welcome to Cracked Sisters Conspiracies. We're a podcast that covers conspiracy theories, mysteries, and all over spooky shit. My name is Cassandra. And I'm Jackie. And we are said sisters. Why are you wanting to laugh already? I was mocking you. You didn't know. (laughs) I didn't because I had my head down. Unlike the last... (laughs) You should have put a little... There was a whole spin around in our last episode, which we recorded about an hour and a half ago, as we are doing double duty yet again. Because we're behind. We were behind an episode. The intention was to like record multiple episodes to get ahead. And And we haven't even managed to record our normal once a week. (laughs) No. And I feel like it's just going to get harder from now until the end of the month. I feel like we might have to do double duty every or, for, the, or for these last word. two weeks yeah. and then word. like twice a week so do you have internet being set up at your new house as soon as you move yeah, in so we have verizon so it's a box okay that you plug into the wall mm-hmm. so you can take that with you anywhere it's not set to one specific location so oh I just okay take it with me plug it in log in it's the same wi-fi name and password and then i should have it okay yeah because we're gonna have to figure out the logistics of our new well i won't be working for a little bit so i got nothing but time I mean, but still, the logistics of recording together, but apart. Yeah. So really what I'm saying is if there are any weird technical things in the next month or so while we find our new stride. But anywho, we do not have any. Oh, my God. Happy Halloween. I knew I was. Oh, that's right. Yes. Happy Halloween. We are currently recording on spooky Friday the 13th. Yes, we are recording on Friday the 13th. This episode airs on Halloween. It does. So it all just kind of comes together. And if you were listening to one of our other episodes, we are still drinking our Beetlejuice drinks, which this is the second drink we've had now. This is like your third. This two and a half. I (laughs) I topped it off. It like it's lackluster. It was fun because of the different colors, but Um, but the flavor is not there because really all it is is this melon liqueur, Midori, and ginger ale, which with vodka and nothing really. It's like not a memorable. I'm not wowed. It's like a four that you see in a bar that you're like, huh? You're like, oh, it's green with a black sugar rim and. Am I going to drink it? Yes. Am I going to be happy about it? No, that's okay. Will I feel fine tomorrow? Sure. And then I purposely bought White Claws to pace myself during golf tomorrow. I figure a can every two holes should do me. Maybe every three holes. I need to get water. That's what I need to do. I always (laughs) fuck myself, but we're not going to do that. We're going to play well tomorrow. Sure. But anywho, as you said, happy Halloween as you are hearing this and in the spirit of Halloween and given the current season, which is spooky season and it is our favorite season. I know for me it is. I think it is for you too. It's essentially our Christmas. So on Sheen right now, all I have is spooky sweatshirts. Oh yeah. Sweatpants. 
bathrobes. <laughs> I have new cardigans that I've been wearing to the office. I have Halloween sweater vests that I'm wearing with my pencil skirts. So you know, it's, it's profesh, but we're like, is all year. Oh my god. Before. Yeah. I like Christmas. I mean, it's fine. I like to decorate or whatever. Halloween, Halloween just speaks to me. Okay. So we're going to lean into the spooky shit side of things today. In honor of Halloween, we're going to cover the origin of Halloween. Okay. So when you think of Halloween, traditional things that come to mind, candy, trick-or-treating, black cats and ghosts and carving pumpkins and stuff, right? Yep. So the origin of Halloween has nothing to do with Snickers bars and soliciting your neighbors and being just a menace to society at all, in case you were wondering. Okay. Full disclosure, I had to look up the phonetic pronunciation of some of these words, and I am just going to apologize in advance to the Celtic community. But the origin of Halloween ties back to an ancient Celtic pagan religious festival known as Samhain. Or I have it written as Samhain. I've seen it as Samhain. It looks like it's pronounced Samhain, but like... Uh, I am so bad at all this, but I'm going with Samhain for the rest of the evening. So this festival was a celebration welcoming the harvest, which marks the end of summer, and it ushers in the dark half of the year, which is winter. And so this dark, cold time of year was also often associated with death. That is not just in Celtic pagan culture, but in Hispanic culture and stuff like Day of the Dead. They're Essentially, the common theme is Halloween marks a time when the lines between the living world and the dead world are blurred. And so... Are you too old to have watched Lizzie McGuire? No. I watched Lizzie McGuire and in the Lizzie McGuire movie, my ex-boyfriend Derek was in it. Really? He was with the pink shock. He had Benji hair in it. At the end of the movie, when she's like performing in Italy... He's one of the extras in the audience. Oh my God. The amount of times I rewound and paused that movie. I'm like, that was my boyfriend. Oh my God. But anyway, I was going to say, because the Halloween episode was one of my favorite episodes. Miranda, she's Hispanic. Yes. She talks about... Dia de los Mortes. That one. And a skeleton comes alive and Kate's being stalked by it. Like it was such a good spooky episode. I always think of it. And then that just really If anyone was going to be haunted, Kate was the bitch. You no, know, yeah, she was. She the was. Yeah, she was. Mm, did not like her. But like movies like Coco where it, it's really. Oh, it was really good. I liked it. It was the Disney Pixar. I know what it is. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of similarities across the cultures as far as what Halloween like that time represents. As I said, what we're covering is like the true origin, please don't come for me, um, is more Celtic pagan oriented. So the Celtic belief was that the night before the new year, October 31st, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred and this time known as Samhain. And it was believed that the ghosts of the dead would return to earth on this night. Mm -hmm. So Samhain was considered the most significant of the four quarterly fire festivals that they had. So like fire festivals were a big thing in Celtic pagan culture. So like every season, so the the years broken up into the four different seasons, those quarters, and they were ushered in with a fire festival that had different meaning depending on the time of year that you were in. It was customary during this time This was back in old, old medieval times. They still had homes, but to keep those homes warm, you would have a hearth and a fire. And so that was something that you stoked. You kept going all year round, essentially, because shit got cold. And if you let it die, then you have to rebuild it. But 
during this time, it was customary to let those fires burn out, let the house get cold, let it get dark. And during this time, that's when the harvest was being gathered. So all of the summer crops, you were gathering them going into, it's like summer and fall, gathering everything, going into the new season. And so once all of that work was completed and the harvest had been brought in, along with Druid priests, and that's who would take care of all the pagan ceremonies, the Druids, and they would light a big old bonfire. And it was like a community celebration that everyone would come together on. And as often was the case in those days, there were also sacrifices that were made to like the pagan gods, but they used cattle, not people. So... It was not as barbaric as it sounds. I'm still not a fan of killing things just for, you know, an offering. But at least it's not like children. (laughs) So all of the community members, yeah, they would come together. And it was a couple days. They would drink. They would eat. It was like six days and nights of straight drinking and eating, which on the surface sounds pretty dope, right? But also, like, you're with the rest of the community. That just sounds exhausting. But... Uh. Excuse me. Oh my gosh. I just edited an episode where you burped, but it sounded like a demon was like saying a message. <laughs> it was the stra- I edited it out. It seems very fitting for the episode today, but they would have these big bonfire for everyone in the community. And like I said, everyone blew out all the fires at their house. So once the ceremony was coming to an end, everyone would take a torch, relight it, and then go relight the fires. Oh, okay back in their house to mark the start of the new season. It was a really big deal. And if you didn't participate, though, God help you, because you could face death, essentially. They were like, very into it. Because they're like, if you are not participating, God is looking down on you and sees that you are not like a true believer. And you're going to be smote, you're going to fall ill, you're going to die. So it's like best get your ass to church. Side note. <laughs> so I'm reading this book and it's called Slewfoot, which is another name that the devil goes by. It's so interesting. It's really good so far. Did you ever see the movie The Witch? It had Anya yeah. Taylor Joy. Okay. So it's set in like Puritan times, like way back in the day. So the book that I'm reading takes place in like 1600s Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, Witch trialy. It's a very eerie time, but the super Christian, super religious overtones that just seems so oppressive. I'm so glad we don't live in those times. I know, right? I think about that often. But there's a lot of that that goes along with this. So it's like you are either a believer and you are part of it, or you are an outsider and therefore you must die. Okay. Okay. As I mentioned earlier, this belief at the time was that the worlds of the living and the dead, the the line would blur, leaving it open for those on the other side to come in for a visit. Some welcome that because it's a time to revisit with your ancestors. And again, with the Dia de los Muertos, that's what that is. It's like you're leaving that door open, welcoming them back. Celtic folk, they would leave offerings outside of the village and in their fields as well. So part of it was for the ancestors that would come to visit, but they also believed in a lot of other beings. So like fairies is a big thing in Celtic culture. When you think of a fairy, you think of like Tinkerbell and you something cute. And True Blood. But she was also very dainty and... Yes. What's her name? Sookie. 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 
but fairies and celtic religion and origin is they're more they're more monstrous and more yeah, of a I've nuisance actually, I've actually heard of that, yeah. they're not a bringing of good mm-hmm. they're something that and they have sharp like teeth trouble stuff. comes yeah. along yeah they're essentially monsters is yeah. how they're viewed they would leave stuff out just to kind of distract be like here's our offering please pass by don't fuck our shit up gotcha and in an attempt to not be snatched up by these fairies and ghouls and other creatures that they believed would come about, people would dress up as animals and monsters in order to fly under the radar so they wouldn't be snatched away. So they're trying to blend in. I'm one of you. Don't worry about me. And so that is, it kind of dovetails into the origin of wearing costumes for trick-or-treating and stuff. Interesting common monsters that were associated with the mythology of the Celtic people at that time. Again, going to butcher a lot of these names, so just apologize in advance. The Pua. P-U-A-H. That was a shape-shifting creature who would snatch up harvest offerings left in the field. So not necessarily a threat to people. They were just kind of a nuisance that would come and clear out whatever was left behind. It was a common occurrence for a headless woman in white called the Lady Gwyn. She would chase around all the dummies who thought, I'm going to go for a midnight stroll. Like if you're out after dark, why? Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember? I'm sure you do because it was one of the most catastrophic episodes that we ever filmed when I was trying to go over the Wendigos of Appalachia. And it was, oh my God, I didn't know what was happening. But it was the same concept of like, you don't go out after dark. If you hear something, no, you didn't. So it's like, that was kind of the overarching theme, but this one was Lady Gwyn, who was just, she was there to cause trouble and God help you if you were, you know, not at home when you should have been. There was also headless dudes riding around on horses with fire for eyes, known as the Dullahan. They would ride around marking people. So if you happen to encounter one of them, it was essentially a bad omen and you were likely going to die. Lovely. Love it. Yeah, so that's like the headless horseman kind of thing. That's where that kind of came about. There was a couple others, but essentially they're all soul-stealing creatures, and there's just a lot of no good that comes around. Interesting that they welcome all of these creatures and shit into their life, but they're all terrible. I think it's just they're more acknowledging and accepting of what is, and they just make do with it. You can't open that portal, so to speak, and be like, only X, Y, and Z can come through. It's everyone has to be allowed, I guess. As time went on, though, the Samhain traditions and celebrations would evolve and progress and change. So remember, this started back in medieval times. So like early, early on, as it evolved over centuries, more notable methods of celebration that we see today began becoming the status quo as far as Halloween was concerned. People in Ireland. So like the Celtic area, it was Ireland, Scotland, that kind of part of the world. There was a couple other places that it touched, but it it wasn't one specific location that we would refer to today. Okay. So each locale has its own variation of how they would celebrate. Ireland, for example, that's where the concept of the jack-o'-lantern came from. Oh, okay. People in Ireland began carving turnips. Not pumpkins. And they referred to them as jack-o'-lanterns at that time. Have you ever seen a turnip, by the way? 
it's like uh bulbous right yeah, it's a root vegetable they're like pinky white yeah. Yeah, so it's not a potato, but it's kind of a potato-y. Yeah, but they're tiny, and they would carve those. would also put coal in them and then attach them to sticks with string. Kickstarted that whole custom was a legend called Stingy Jack. <laughs> okay. And so the story of Jack is that he was mischievous and he had trapped the devil on more than one occasion and the devil was not having it he was getting annoyed but on one of these occasions he decided i'm not gonna let you go because i don't feel like you're have my best interest in mind so we're gonna barter i'll let you go but only if you pinky promise that you're not going to send me to hell (laughs) when i die so they are bartering for his soul And Jack lived his life. They made this deal. And eventually, Jack perished. He went to hell. He went to heaven first. Oh. But they didn't really want him. (laughs) And because the deal was that he would not go to hell, he essentially was made to live in the in-between. The purgatory. He was in purgatory. He was destined to wander the earth as a ghost for all of eternity because he declared... I don't want my home here. I want to go here, but they don't want him. So what? I think I'd rather be in purgatory than hell if I had a choice. Yeah, probably. I have no desire to be tortured. Haunting does sound like a fun side gig. Have you ever thought about that? Do you have people on your list that you would actively haunt? You. <laughs> Me? Um. Yeah. So what kind of ghost would you be? Would you be like, I'm going to mess around with your shit? I, or... I would hide your belongings. If you're looking for something, like your keys. You would be a nuisance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're not going to like actively try to scare. No, I will or... try to be scary or intimidating. I'll just be annoying. Okay. What about you? I feel like my spirit would be more vengeful <laughs> if I'm being honest. Okay. I have been wronged by a lot of people in life. Whether I would inflict physical damage. I don't know what my capabilities would be. Some people I might want to fuck their shit up. I probably am not fit for purgatory. I don't think I'm also a fit for heaven at this point. (laughs) But poor Jack was destined to live in the in-between. And as a consolation prize, because the devil felt bad. And he's like, well, you're not coming to hell because I promised you you wouldn't come. He had given Jack a burning lump of coal and he put it in a carved out turnip in order to light his way as he existed. And so over time, the Irish folk would carve faces into the turnips as well. And they would make them scary in order to try to scare away the evil spirits. So that's how jack-o'-lanterns came to be. Later on in Irish tradition, they did switch to pumpkins from turnips, likely because it was easier and there was more surface area yeah. to you. <laughs> okay, so we're going to digress a bit. I know you're moving. You're moving on Halloween. You're not doing anything for Halloween. You were essentially living in a shack at this point. Your entire home is going to be cleared out this weekend. Yeah. At your new home, are you still going to get pumpkins for the fall, for Thanksgiving? What Are you going to do anything? Yeah, so we are on the, so on the first because we move on the 31st. But my mom and dad or mom and dad are with us. They leave on the 1st. So the night of November 1st, we're going to treat as Halloween. So we're going to watch a scary movie. We're going to carve pumpkins. We're going to do all that. Oh, good. Okay. Otherwise, I don't get any candy, I'm sure. Because we don't get to celebrate. It's 
my favorite and I'm very upset. I know. But technically I was thinking, because I'm like, oh, I don't get to decorate this year, next year. But I'm like, technically fall goes until the day after Thanksgiving. So I go, you I have some time. Because, and like I said, my normally I love like scary decorations. Yes. It's always been my thing. But I have all of this new cute Halloween stuff. Just orange decor, and white. Yeah. yeah. All for interior of the house. So I said, fuck it. And I'm going to do it anyway. So my favorite thing that we do in my house, we have a small one car garage, but next to it, we have the carport. And so in the previous years, we would decorate it with the scene. Yeah. And so it was always this like lab scene. There's arms and fingers and hands and shit. I love it. It can be problematic because in Southern California, we have the Santa Santa Anas. They come right when you you put up your first decoration, the Santa Anas come in and they blow everything fucking down. I am surprised that my tree still has all of its webs on it and the spiders because the winds have been making an appearance. So right now... The carport is full of the pavers because we are redoing our backyard. Last year, the day before, we quickly put the scene together, but it didn't have the same impact. But I'm hoping we'll be able to get up because I don't even have my inflatables or anything out right now because all of the power cords are used in the backyard currently. It's a lackluster Halloween all around. But yeah, it's funny because you always do a scene, but then you leave with me and we go. We would go. You're there and you leave out a candy bowl. Alex never wants to go trick or treating. No. up we have like an inflatable with a projector you have the screen out there so he'll play like goosebumps or a scary episode of spongebob some some halloween but like kid friendly kid friendly in our driveway and then he'll sit out there he always gives up pocket shots that's and he just talks to people that's like our our thing i love we're gonna have to get candy like for what he goes for the trick-or-treaters i go i don't think there's gonna be any trick-or-treaters in the new neighborhood neighborhood. probably (laughs) not you would have better luck with pocket shots distributing it to the new neighbors. That's probably going to be a next year thing. Yeah. Let them get to know us. Get established first. But that was one of the highlights of trick-or-treating in your neighborhood. Yeah. Because we would... Wine. Yeah. Someone had the boozy popsicles. We're very alcohol-fueled neighborhood. We really are. So, like, traditionally, we would go up our street. And the way that my street is, is, like, I live... They're essentially duplexes is what it is. And our houses are backwards. The front of our house is at the back of the house. So you have to, like, walk down the length of someone's house. So we set up the scene essentially at the end of the driveway so you can just come and get candy. So there's not a whole lot of activity there. But there are a couple of side streets that we can go up. But the amount of people, especially yeah, during the COVID era, yeah. who are like, hey, we're all in this together, man. Have some jello shots, have some wine, have jello shots, yeah. Yeah. So like, but your neighborhood is really good it about is, that. Yeah, I'm gonna miss that, but we'll have to just create that. And you also have the advantage of having a relatively flat. No fucking hills. I hate walking to mom and dad's house. Oh, we live in this horrid zone where it's like a perfectly flat street where we are. And then we are flanked with hills on both sides. Yeah, you have to go up three hills to get to mom and dad's house. The only good side is we are surrounded by affluent neighbors we get the king size 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 candy it's because they're like if you can make it all the way up the (laughs) hill you do you get rewarded you get king size candy bars you get entire packs of oreos from darlene 
that has been an annual tradition. So like mom and dad are are not going to be. Shots. We did. Last year. We got so drunk. That was a great Halloween. Yeah, mom and dad are going to be up north with you this year. So I have to go check on their dog. So I figure we'll do the lap, get our Oreos, say hey. But I don't know where we're going to go trick-or-treating. I mean, you can still go to my neighborhood, I guess. It's just... I'm like, but I have to drive and you're not there. And it's not like we have your house as home base anymore. So the times are a-changing. They are. But back to the origins of Halloween, back to the Celtic folk. So now we know where loosely the concept of dressing up came from. Jack-o'-lanterns. Jack-o'-lanterns. So now we're going to touch upon a tradition known as dumb supper. It is exactly what it sounds like, but it makes no sense in my mind. Like dumb supper, like what a stupid dinner. This came about over time and it involved eating foods with other people celebrating, but only after they were invited in the house to join. So it's like, knock, knock. Hey, can I come in and share your goods with you? And then the kids at that time were tasked with playing games to entertain the dead. Because remember, this was a time to celebrate and commemorate the ancestors. So it's welcoming the family in, luring the ancestors back and like, we're going to entertain, we're going to do tricks and have games and do all of that. So this is a very loose origin of how the concept of trick or treating came about. And so depending on the different culture and the time that you're looking at, there are multiple variations of how it started, but they're all kind of the same vein of it has to do with honoring your ancestors, having food available and going to people's houses, but needing to be invited in. Yeah. Traditional colors of Halloween, Mm -hmm. black and orange. So those stem from Samhain. And so black represented the death of summer. So black is death. Orange symbolized the autumn harvest season. So you have the the black of death and the orange of, you know, the fall season. So that's where those come from. The green and the purple, that just kind of got naturally woven in over time because they complement each other so well. Now, as is often the case, Christianity. Fucked everything up. (laughs) It really did. So it started growing within the pagan communities and they tried to rebrand and get away from the Samhain traditions and all of that because pagan traditions were viewed negatively. It was more occulty, witchy, devilishy. And so Christianity kind of had to paint their, you know, version, their colors over everything. So they tried to change up the whole celebration. They even moved the time of year. And so Traditionally, it's at the end of October, early November, over the span of a couple days. That's when the seasons change, harvest is over. They tried to move it to the middle of May. Ew. No, nothing happens in May. It's too hot. You're ushering in summer, which is the worst time of year. Not going (laughs) to happen. So when they did, they specified that the intention was... We're going to get away from Samhain. We don't want to like honor our ancestors or the dead specifically, but we want to celebrate all the saints and the religious martyrs, those who died serving their religious communities. That did not last very long. (laughs) And it was ultimately moved back to the original time to align with the Samhain celebrations of the fall harvest going into winter, 
they ended up rebranding on the Christianity side. So they dubbed the day after Halloween, which is November 1st. They now refer to it as All Saints Day. Oh, yeah. And then All Souls Day is November 2nd. And then October 31st is now All Hallows Eve, which is Halloween as we know it. So that is how Halloween came to be. It's because of a bunch of old Celtic Druid people hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And we kind of bastardized and made it into the traditions that we see today. So it's Blackheart Christmas is what it is. And it is sponsored by all of the candy companies. And I'm okay with that. Me too. What is your number one go-to or at least like top couple Halloween Ooh, movies? That is a great question. Okay, so I was thinking about this as I was typing up my notes. So just to kind of, before I answer your question, like I know for you, for Halloween, you are big into watching like the scary movies. That is your- That is how I get into the spooky season. You do. And I like to do that myself. I do not have the same support in my household. Well, I have no support in my household. I, I mean, but you have the ability to watch what yeah. you want when you no. want. I really like scary movies. I like psychological things. I'm not a big gore person. I will dabble in it every now and again, but then I always feel like a terrible person afterwards. But as far as my scary movies go, I tend to lean towards the comedy slash scary movie. So Shaun of the Dead. Dead. Fantastic. (laughs) That is a great one. Cabin in the Woods. Oh, that's a good one. I saw you watch it where the stoner prevails. Oh my God. But he was ripped Jesus in that movie. Okay. So again, side quest story. So Cabin in the Woods was directed by Joss Whedon. A, a, A controversial. I get it. He's not the greatest person, but he is responsible for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, for Angel, the Avengers movies for a smidge. He has just the best vision. The writing is always top notch. So I love everything that he does. Him as a person, not the best. But Cabin in the Woods was one of his love children. It has Chris Hemsworth, who's whore. whore. (laughs) 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 It is. And and it's just such a great kind of spoof on the traditional horror movie. But yes, Stoner Jesus does prevail. But I love watching like the behind the scenes and reading all about it. So he was this overdressed in baggy clothes. Like you never see him in anything but his full, you know, clothing. Part of that was the purity of his character because he is the final guy, essentially. But also the other part of it was because he was actually the actor. His name is Franz something. I completely forgot what it was, some like German name. But he was like so ripped. It was crazy. But he was essentially like a nerdy Jesus. But they're like, cover him up. Yeah, they're like, we can't realistically use you in any scene where you're going to be topless or whatever. But okay, so that's one of my favorites. Absolutely love it. It's fucking hilarious. Another one that's of the same vein is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, you've never seen it yet. You eye rolled so hard. I've read like the description it just doesn't seem like no it is so good i love tyler labine i think he is so fucking funny and then alan tudyk oh he is just 
amazing. Also in the Joss Whedon universe, he played Wash in Firefly. Amazing guy. That movie is so funny. It's one of those series of unfortunate events things that kind of transpires. So good. You should really watch it because it's also fucking hilarious. It's that dark humor horror and then Cabin Fever. Oh my God. It has Sweet Lou in it from Grind. Oh, it does. It does. <laughs> that has the leg shaving scene, right? No, not the remake. I didn't like the remake. Uh, the original was very good. That's a great movie. So I like stuff like Slither. Like those are just like the weird movies. I do like some of the classics. Um, I was traumatized at a neighbor's house watching Friday the 13th. The Halloween movie, I like the original with Jamie Lee Curtis. I found that to be more boring. I, I agree. I'm not a Halloween fan. Yeah, those are just the weird off the wall ones. So I like stuff like that. I am getting more into the supernatural movies, though. The original Paranormal Activity. Yes, that first those one. Those were so good. I watched them in theaters every time they came out. Scared the shit and out then of me. There's a spinoff called Paranormal Entity that I own. And it's like, it didn't have the budget, but it was so good and so spooky. So that's a good one if you like those. Yes. And you've seen all of them already. I like, yeah, like the psychological thrillers. What are your favorites? So I watch all of that stuff on a daily. Yeah, that's <laughs> so like, I kind of take that's your baseline. Movie. So for Halloween, it's not Halloween unless I watch Halloween Town 1 and 2. Oh, absolutely. I don't really like 3, but I'll watch it. Uh huh. I watch The Exorcist every year. I haven't watched that in so long. There's a new one out. There is. And I'm very excited to watch it. And then I'll usually hit, which is why I love Disney Plus, Uh is the Disney Channel original horror. Yeah. I'll watch Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. Don't look under the bed. Some of those are kind of traumatizing. Phantom at the Megaplex. Like, they oh, were scary when I was They a kid. were. And so I want Alex to watch them because he doesn't watch anything horror. And I know those will fucking traumatize him. That's a great... For children. Yeah, that's a great way to introduce him to that. But then obviously, like, I love The Conjuring and Insidious and all that stuff. But that's not what gets me into spooky season. I try to get my daughter into scary movies, but scary for her. So we watch Nightmare Before Christmas. That's Halloween and... Christmas. You can watch that essentially from now until the end of the year. Coraline is a Coraline's big one. Really good. I want Alex to watch that. I because that is very scary it for is. Like, or, uh, whatever movie. It's, movie. It creeps me out it's even to good. this day. Yeah. But yeah, I have not thought beyond what this episode's topic is going to be. So it's going to volley back to you. Oh, do you yeah. have any idea what you're going to do? So I think I am going to cover. Do you know the actress? Anne Hesh. Anne Hesh. Yeah, the, the woman's um, six, six day, seven, seven nights. Her. Oh Apparently, my God. She's dead. She is dead. But she had like some mental breakdown. Yeah. And there was like a whole bunch of hoopla surrounding the time she started breaking down to her death. I don't know anything further than that. But I think you would cover her. There is a video of her and her like Mini Cooper flying down the street, yeah. crashing into someone's house. I think she was dating. Ellen DeGeneres at the time. That is an interesting okay for the topic after that, since we will be well, doubling you know, up. I just took a gander at the list and I was reading some headlines and stuff, and there has been new footage, Bigfoot sightings. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you know what? It was on the list, whatever, we'll get to it. But it's resurfaced. So I'm going to look into that a little bit more. I might have to interview my neighbor next door who has a prominent Bigfoot believer decal on his truck. Just 
yell over the fence because he lives outside in his backyard watching TV. It's strange, but he's got pretty lights. But yeah, okay. So animation Bigfoot. That's what we will be covering <laughs> next they week. They fit right together like puzzle pieces. <laughs> uh, but yes, if you have any other suggestions or recommendations for topics, we are always looking to kind of pad our list to choose from. You can reach out to us on our various means of social media and other types of communication. Instagram is going to be the easiest way to get a hold of us. Crack Sisters Conspiracy, send us a DM, give us a follow, all that jazz give us feedback, but nice feedback. We do have a Twitter slash X, but that is absolutely useless as well as the Facebook. They are owned by, oh, they're not owned by the same company. They're owned by a crazy person and another crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) So pick your poison. Email. We still have not gotten a legitimate email. Crack sisters conspiracies at gmail.com. Everything has the same moniker across the board. It should be pretty easy to find us. We're on all of the podcast streaming platforms. I think it will soon be on TikTok. Soon be on TikTok. We have a profile that exists, but we're just trying to hone in on all of the video clips. That's what that's for. But yeah, so we welcome feedback and engagement from our listeners. Yeah. And then obviously we have a Patreon, uh, (sighs) patreon.com forward slash crack sisters conspiracies. Give it a check. But uh, with that, I think we're going to say stay cracked, y'all. And have a great day.